Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. Oh, you guys, I just pressed record because Bonnie and I got started on birth stories and we just can't stop. (laughs) So that's our topic today is we want to share with you some things that we did to make the combined, what is it, 19 births we have done? 18. 18. 18. One of yours is twins. 18 births we have done. Like why after the first one did we, you know, sign up for this again? And (laughs) And we want to talk about specifically about pain during labor and birth and what we did to make our births less painful. Yes, this is a really um, curious topic, especially for those who have experienced a birth and think, why in the world would you ever sign up for a birth without medication? They think, you know, pain is something to avoid at all costs. So we're going to dive into that a little bit and talk about one of our favorite subjects. So we'll try to keep this Sure, and not talk about birth all day long, right? Yeah, good luck. We might have to split it into two episodes or something once we get rolling. We're going to make, yeah, we're definitely going to start off uh, having some birth episodes, more birth episodes into us, put it into a series so that you guys will have more to to come back to. But um, I wanted to share kind of a funny story about birth. We talk openly about birth and have for 17 years, right? Because lots of baby having and seeing babies be born and all these things. Um, but one of my sons was born with quite a bit of meconium in his uh, water. So that's when the baby, uh, you know, goes number two in utero. And it's not ideal because they can aspirate it and it can be dangerous for them. But uh, when my kids were looking back at pictures, um, they noticed that there was this greenish brown stuff in the water on him. And they kept asking what it was. And I said, well, that that's meconium and that's what this is. And they just looked at him and just started laughing. Ew, you were swimming in your own poop. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, now, now everybody knows which kids were born after swimming in their own poop. But you know, <laughs> it, it, probably not the last time either. If you've ever had a baby poop in the bath, that's uh, pretty common. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just happens sometimes. It does. Yeah. All right. So we're not calling this pain less birth, but less pain, (laughs) less painful birth. So um, I don't know, Bonnie, I don't remember your exact statistics, but I have had nine um, unmedicated births, um, birth experiences. So no, nothing done for the pain um, from a medical aspect. But we got to thinking about it. And there is a lot of things that we did before and during birth to um, take away the pain element of birth. And so we're excited to dive in and share that with you today, because I think pain is one of the biggest, um, what's my word, hindrances, why women Mm -hmm. maybe don't want to go into a natural birth experience. So we're going to, we're going to dive into that today. Yes, absolutely. It can be scary, especially when it's unknown, right? If you've never had a natural birth before, or you, or even worse, you have had a birth and you've felt some of the pain, uh, you're thinking, oh my goodness, how could I ever, you know, endure the rest? And it tends to be something that people don't quite understand until they've gone through it themselves. So I personally have had, um, let's see here, six unmedicated births. My first two were a C-section under general anesthesia, uh, epidural. And then my very last baby, I had an epidural with, and I'll, I'll tell you why in a little bit, but, um, birth is just a very personal 
personal and unique thing. But if we prepare ourselves for it, we can be so much better at um, going into it without fear. I think that's the main purpose of this episode is to avoid the fear and and get really excited about this amazing experience. Um, We love to help educate and help moms go into birth prepared to do a birth with fewer pain meds because some of them have been shown to affect new babies and there are always side effects to any medication or procedure, right? Um, But that being said, this is not a... um, I really want to take away the stigma of natural birth being like the right thing or like the strong thing to do. Everyone's birth, like I said, is very personal. And I feel like you will know what's the right choice for you. Um, But with more education, maybe you'll, you'll think that this is maybe something that's more up your alley in the future. All right. So we just have a whole bunch of tips. We didn't even number them. We just wanted to dive in and share with you uh, a bunch of different things that we did. So the first um, thing I want to talk about is knowing yourself. So what things trigger, okay, again, we're going into thoughts here. What things trigger kind of like fear emotions in you? So know that, identify that. And then what um, replacement thoughts can you work on to, um, to move yourself away from fear and into more peace. So examine yourself and your thoughts. And the other part of knowing yourself that I want to talk about is what relaxes you? What brings you joy? What makes you tense up? What makes you calm down? So for example, um, in our, when we were expecting our very first one, um, we went to a birthing class and um, the midwives were talking about knowing what things, um, relax you. So for a lot of women, um, brushing your hair is something that relaxes you. It sends good endorphins into your body and it it just actually starts sending this kind of calming um, chemical hormone through your body. And so if that is something that helps you calm down, have a brush at the labor, have somebody brush your hair. Like if that's something Ooh, that that's makes you That's a great idea. Down. I don't know why I never considered that one. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. And also be flexible to um, changing things up if it doesn't work for you. So for example, one thing that I thought for sure I wanted was some really peaceful, calming music. I love Enya. And so I made a whole playlist with Enya and similar type calming tracks. And when birth really started getting difficult with my first natural birth, I turned it on and immediate was like, no, 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 no. That can't, I cannot have that on. <laughs> Turn it off immediately. Like I realized that I needed to kind of get in this zone and the music was very distracting to me. So make, make the plan the best you know how for what has helped you in the past. But once you've had a birth um, using some of those techniques, you might change your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing is like um, candles or essential oils. Are there certain smells that help you calm and de-stress? Um, candles. Do you like that? Do you not like that? So just like right. examine yourself, turn the microscope on yourself. What makes me feel good? What makes me chill? Yeah. And water is a huge one, right? Which is why Audrey and I have had so many water births. Um, it just relaxes you. It makes things easier, makes your skin supple and easy to let the baby out. It's just pretty awesome. Um, our next tip is to uh, work on destigmatizing this birth experience. Okay. I don't know if you're aware of this, but literally every person on the planet has to go through birth. So it's not really an unusual thing. It's a pretty normal thing, right? As in 100% of the people on earth go through it in some form or another. 
and about 50% get to experience it. Maybe not 50 because not every woman has birth, has a baby, but <laughs> a lot of people experience this experience in one way or another, either being born or giving birth. Um, so it's time for us to stop acting like it's this really bizarre, weird thing or this really scary medical emergency. Another side note, birth is not a medical emergency. Okay. It can become one if things go awry, just like any natural event. Right. Um, but it is natural. It is normal. It is supposed to happen. And I always use the, um, metaphor of it being kind of like training for a marathon. So people who go into birth without any physical or mental preparation and end up having a, a birth without medication and feeling all the experiences, they think it's horrible, right? Very often in my experience, I've found that people who go in unprepared think that it's awful. They'll never do it like that again. Because imagine lacing up your shoes today and running 26.2 miles, right? It would be pretty awful <laughs> because you have no training and no mental you know, your head hasn't been wrapped around it. Your muscles are weak. Your endurance is bad. You're probably a little chubby if you're like most of us. You know, you've eaten too much chocolate. You're not prepared. So I've always used this metaphor because those who do prepare and do the mental and physical work to be prepared to run a marathon come out of it and say, that was the hardest thing I've ever done, but it was incredible. And that's kind of how we feel about birth. So there's, there's your little side note if you need help just changing the mindset on it. That is awesome. I love that uh, analogy to a marathon because um, it is, I have actually had a personal trainer before some of my births to show me, we'll talk about this again later. But um, the, the reason is, is because he, the personal trainer presented it to me as you're training for an event, an upcoming event. And here's the stretches and the exercises and the activities that you should be doing to prepare yourself for this, for this event. Another way that I love to think about destigmatizing birth is um, we and Bonnie and I were talking about this before we turned on the the camera and the record button here, was that um, having our children at our births is specifically even our sons at our births. And I talk a lot exactly about how we do this at the end of our episode about sibling rivalry. So actually, a lot of you have probably heard that because that's one of our most popular episodes in the top ten is um, sibling rivalry. And I talk about how we use kids being at the birth to um, combat that sibling, sibling rivalry from, you know, the very moment they're born and even before. But that is one way I love to destigmatize birth, the birth experience for my children and their um, future births or the, you know, the births of their future children is just exposing them to birth. Yeah. It's so beautiful. So, so, so beautiful. And if that's not an opportunity, like you don't have that opportunity of bringing your children, especially if in your hospital, if you're in a hospital, that's a little bit trickier, but showing them pictures, showing them videos, um, taking away the stigma of nudity at birth. Like you're going to not have your pants on at birth. <laughs> and that is a totally normal thing. You know, um, I've also noticed that this is kind of a side note, but when society sexualizes every body part, then people start looking at birth and, th and and breastfeeding as if it's something gross or, or inappropriate. And that could, couldn't be farther from the truth. We're a little bit backwards. We need to go back to accepting breastfeeding and birth as a normal part of life, including the nudity and that the, you know, 
keep the sex part under wraps. We're just a little bit backwards in that, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Um, okay, Bonnie, one of the things that you mentioned earlier about knowing yourself is if water relaxes you or not. And that <clears throat> is one of the next things I wanted to talk about is a water birth being a way to lower your birth pain. So the, the way that I describe this, like my 30-second elevator pitch, is that um, so water birth takes away the gravity during um, labor and birth. Not the pain, not the pressure, but the gravity. And so you're mm -hmm. not dealing with both the intense gravity of this, you know, what, 40 pounds on your belly? <laughs> but you're you're only dealing with the other things. So it's a way of taking away one element to help you focus on the others. And we actually have a whole episode about water birth, which we'll link in the show notes. Because we love water birth so much. That had to be our first birth episode. <laughs> yeah. And as a side note about inviting people, including young children to birth, if you are in the water, especially if you give birth in the water, it kind of at, acts as a little bit of a filter. It makes things just a little bit more, more family friendly. It's not quite as intense. Uh, my husband has always said he's been there for both um, just typical births in a bed as well as water births. And he says, yeah, I, I by far prefer the water births. It's just not quite as intense. Oh, There's that's so smell and blood and all that stuff right in your face. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because I've had one non-water birth and I didn't clue into this till afterward, but my husband was so excited that it was going to be a birth that wasn't in the water because he was like, afterwards, I was like, uh, you were really excited about that. He says, yeah. He says, I've never been able to see the birth happening before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I think my husband was just not fully prepared. It was our second birth and he was right down there and he was like, oh, I didn't expect it to be. I think maybe he got a little woozy and he didn't want to admit that. <laughs> And he wasn't even the one doing all the work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that can be a little bit um, easier on younger kids if you're nervous Definitely. about that. But we just love water birth. It's miraculous. I mean, think about when you're pregnant, getting in a pool, just how that feels, right? It takes all the stress um, off your joints and, you know, your poor ligaments and that belly that's carrying so much weight around. Doing that, doing birth that way makes it just wonderful. So much more wonderful. Okay, so another tip we've got for you guys is hypnobirthing, one of our favorite ways to prepare for birth. This is a whole program designed to educate moms on how to kind of tune into their bodies and their minds and get into a good space to give birth naturally. So it involves, um, you can go to a like an actual physical class and be taught by a certified hypnobirthing instructor. You can just download some of their... Um, uh, their tracks. They have both music and affirmations that you walk yourself through. So we did go to, for our first natural birth, we did go to a course in person. We're taught all of the techniques, which was really great. And then for subsequent births, I just downloaded the affirmations again and all of the, the soothing, calming tracks and listened to those during birth. And then I'm sorry, during pregnancy and then also during birth. So really wonderful tool. I have to say, I have watched your birth video of um, maybe it's your eighth or ninth where you um, were hypnobirthing and you were like the most relaxed creature on the planet. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, when you just say hypnobirthing, a lot of people are all like, okay, woo woo, freaky, weird <laughs> stuff. You're not, there's not real hypnosis involved as far as I understand, but you are just really tuning into this relaxation you know, this, this place that you can go to, to keep yourself as calm as possible. Cause the, the thing with birth is that 
the first thing we do when we feel pain is we just clench. We clench up. That's our resistance to it, right? Just like we've talked about in, in thought work, right? It's all about eliminating the resistance. And if you can do the same thing for your body, all of a sudden birth is a lot easier because you're not clamping down the muscles that need to relax and open to let the baby out. It's kind of a, kind of a tricky concept there to figure out. But once you do, it makes things so much simpler. All right. Next up, I have a suggestion. Surround yourself with women who have birthed. So these are like success stories. Um, and I, I was thinking actually at the birth when I wrote this down. So like doulas and midwives and women, maybe your doctor is a woman who has given birth, but having women around you who have birthed um, was just really kind of a mental um, relief for me. Hey, all these women have done it. They've done it multiple times. One at one birth, I had the midwife and she had two assistants. And then I had somebody there who was um, helping you know, supervising my kids, taking care of them. And I just looked around at all these women and I was like, wow, this is amazing. There's so much birth, so many births represented here in this room. But then also this is something that can be done. And we're going to talk about this again in just a second, but um, leading up to your birth, through your pregnancy, surround yourself with women who have birthed. Yes, birth is one of those moments that can feel extremely isolating and lonely. Um, and I remember thinking the same thing at my birth. I know many women who have birthed successfully and had many conversations about birth. But I remember at one specifically looking at my midwife and thinking, if she could do it, I could do it, right? Just because she was the only person I had my eye on right then that I knew had gone through this successfully. And if she could, then I could make it too. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. Uh, our next tip is to um, surround yourself with uh, like you said, positive affirmations, whether you're giving them to yourself or other people are speaking them and also disallow people to tell you negative horror stories about birth. Everyone wants to tell the horror stories. They're more exciting, right? All the natural peaceful births, people are like, oh yeah, that's great. But did I tell you the time that my baby almost died? Like that's, <laughs> you know, the stuff of drama. Everyone wants to hear the drama. But just politely request that people do not tell you that. Okay, so one of the things that they gifted us, I think I mentioned this in another one of our birth episodes, at my hypnobirthing class was a big pin that you could pin onto your shirt that said, please no negative birth stories. My baby is listening. Oh, that is <laughs> And they awesome. said, wear it anywhere you go in public when you're pregnant. And I thought that is brilliant because it really does affect your mindset. Go seek out women who have had wonderful positive experiences and say, please share your beautiful ones with me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Bonnie. Uh, okay. So two things here. What is it about a pregnant woman that attracts people? Oh, the, my aunt, the people with no filters, daughters in law had was like, okay, I don't need this story. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other thing I was thinking of was just, just a personal side here. Do you remember Bonnie, when you were getting ready to give birth to your ninth and I had just given birth to my ninth and I'm kind of a recluse and I don't share my birth videos online but I remember on a zoom call with you or maybe on a on a zencaster here I held up to you my uh video and I showed you the video my husband had taken or some one of my kids had taken of me giving birth and I was like see Bonnie see because I was like two weeks ahead of you <laughs> yeah yeah and I remember you saying at that time okay all right I can do this this is yeah. good I can do this yeah <laughs> Yeah. And I will say that at least for me personally, even though I had many experiences giving birth, there is always some anxiety and there is always a little bit of worry um, that comes at the end because every baby is unique and every pregnancy is unique. So please don't um, give yourself a hard time if you're experiencing those emotions, um, but don't let them run away with you, right? Work through them and tell yourself, yes, sometimes bad things happen, but it won't happen to me. 
my baby is prepared for birth and I am prepared for birth and it's going to be beautiful and wonderful. And you speak those things into existence. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I definitely agree with that hundred percent. I think I am um, probably got a master's degree in anxiety before birth. <laughs> like I've got that one down. <laughs> my, my midwife, actually, I was talking to the, so I did have some stress before one baby that I needed to give birth to at the hospital. Cause there was a complication. Um, another example of just really listening to your intuition. Right. And that midwife at the time, I talked to her a little bit about my anxiety and she said, weirdly, the moms with a lot of kids tend to have more anxiety as they give birth more and more. And I thought, well, that's not, that's not very fair. <laughs> we should get more chill. Um, so, so it's not unusual for it to be, you know, your fourth or fifth kid and think, why am I still worried about this? Why am I still stressed out about this? That's I think just a mama bear instinct. Yeah. Totally yeah. normal. Yeah. And the thing that I've always had happen to me is once birth hits, I enter the zone and like all the anxiety is yes. gone. There's totally nothing left. Right. Yeah. You, you have work to do, right? Yeah. All right. Another thing that I would suggest is watch an animal give birth live in person if possible. Now here on the farm, we have, you know, goats and calves and rabbits and things being born kittens all the time. And so we and I and the kids actually have quite often opportunities, but if you don't, there's YouTube. Okay. You can yeah. find it out there. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Um, 99.999 percent of animals have unmedicated natural births. <laughs> and so the thought here is animals were created to give birth. Why are humans any different? And mm -hmm. so watching an animal just buckle down and do it. And I don't even think, I mean, like animals don't speak, so we don't know, but I don't know that pain is a word in their vocabulary. If I, if I can use mm -hmm. that terminology, mm -hmm. like it's not part of the equation. It's just now it's time to give birth. Now I'm giving birth. So mm -hmm. just enter, um, enter that, that zone where you're thinking about, okay, animals can and do do it every day, mm -hmm. all the time, unmedicated and pain isn't a, an issue. So right. Hey, we're humans. We're a higher being. We can do it too. <laughs> I would also say that that, that was probably the case for humans for thousands of years <laughs> until we got acetaminophen. And all of a sudden we're disconnected from our pain. We don't feel pain ever, <laughs> right? If we have pain, something is wrong and we go to a doctor and we get medication to fix it. And I, I don't know that that always works in our best interest because we've come to associate pain with a huge problem. And granted, pain is supposed to be telling our bodies when something is wrong. Like, please don't keep bending your arm this way because it will break. <laughs> That's pain saying, warning, warning, something is not right here. Um, and yet there are so many instances of pain in our, in our lives that are necessary and vital to live a healthy, happy lifestyle, like giving birth, like exercise. Um, there should be a certain amount of discomfort and pain there, um, but we're just not used to it anymore. We live these cushy little lives behind our desks <laughs> with our aspirin. <laughs> we, just, we kind of ignore our body's signs and when our body's trying to tell us something sometimes, which is not always a great thing. Okay. One other thing I wanted to suggest is visualization. So they talk about this a lot in hypnobirthing is get yourself. And again, it sounds kind of crazy, but there is actual research that shows that when you visualize something that you're going to be doing and you visualize it the way you want it to happen, it happens that way. This is sports psychology. Sports athletes uh, do this all the time. They sit there and they meditate and they visualize themselves doing it over and over and over and over exactly the way they want it done. And their their mind then connects with their muscles and it, and it gets it done just like that. It's amazing. Um, and so I 
spent so many nights in bed late in pregnancy, just visualizing how it was going to happen. And I mean, you can make up the stuff that you don't know how it's going to happen. Like who's going to be there. Maybe if the midwife's going to be there at this point or at this point, you just kind of decide how you want it to go. And you just tell your brain, and then my husband's going to come down and he's going to rub my back and I'm going to breathe through it. And it's going to be beautiful. My baby's going to come out and we're going to be so happy. Right. And you just do that over and over. Um, and include in that all kinds of wording that is going to make you feel strong and capable. I can do this. I was made for this. My body is strong enough. My body, you know, whatever words help you. Um, and then your body just becomes it. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I, you mentioned sports, um, psychology. And that reminds me the first time that I did hear of this, um, concept of visualizing something into being was, um, my psychology teacher in high school was also the girls basketball coach. And he would talk about requiring his, he had them visualize 50 free throws would that were a complete swish every, every night before going to sleep. And like he had, I mean, his girls were pretty good. It was, it was amazing. So yeah, absolutely. Visualize what you want into being. All right. Next thing, redefine pain as pressure. So just, just relabel it that nobody says you can't. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, Oh, this is so painful. Say, wow, this is a lot of pressure right. and take the whole pain connotation away from it. Take the whole word pain out of it. Just redefine it. Oh, wow. There's a lot of pressure. Wow. I'm feeling a lot of stretching. Wow. Incredible. And take yes. the word pain out of it. Um, that does something for your brain when you redefine it as pressure, as stretching, as, um, you know, different, different feelings that don't include the word pain. Yes, absolutely. Think about things like stretching after a really intense workout. It hurts. It hurts, but you push through that because you know that it's a good pain. It's something that is making your, your muscles stronger and healthier. Um, when you visualize your birth, um, you're also going to see what's happening in your mind's eye, right? That you have to open up and stretch and let this baby out. And if you're able to relabel it in your mind as this positive necessary thing, it no longer becomes a problem or something that's wrong. I love that. Um, and then continue to practice these relaxation techniques. Like we mentioned in hypnobirthing, I personally love to include a lot of exercise, specifically strength training in pregnancy and this continuing through late pregnancy, because I really feel like when I am stronger, I am more capable of getting through this quote unquote marathon, this really hard physical uh, job that I have to do to bring my baby to earth. Um, and that, that for me has just been a really, really powerful experience to make sure that my muscles are strong and it helps my mind and everything else get ready for it. Oh yes. I agree with that a hundred percent. I think in our episode about pregnancy, this didn't, um, in the second episode, I think we both talked a lot about exercise in there, but I see it as my responsibility to train for this mm -hmm. event, this upcoming event. And then when you're in the actual birth experience, you can tell yourself, I, I trained for this. Think of mm -hmm. all those hours that I put in working for this. I can do this. I trained for this. I yes. practiced and I did a mix of yoga, swimming, um, strength training and, um, then cardio, uh, and every day of the week I would just do something and it was all training and, and giving birth. I would be like, well, you know, I, uh, I trained for this. I can do yeah. this. I, I've got mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Just like, just back to the metaphor of the, the marathon, right? 
the difference in just the facial expressions of someone who's prepared for the marathon and someone who's not, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can do this. The other person is pure terror. <laughs> like, <laughs> I cannot do this. Specifically, I love that you mentioned yoga because stretching is huge. You're going to have to get into some positions that you maybe have never done before. So a lot of squats, stretching your legs, strengthening your legs so you're able to bear your, your body up while you're squatting and that sort of thing is really, really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. All right. Next thing, another visualization thing is visualize yourself opening. So one trick that my midwives taught me is never clench your mouth. Like apparently the muscles of your sphincter and your bottom and your underside where the baby comes out is all connected to your mouth. So actually mm. open your mouth when you're, exp when, when you're pushing or when you're feeling pain and that all helps those muscles open and relax too. And um, so you, then you visualize yourself opening, you visualize your baby moving down, you visualize like a river flowing, you can visualize, um, these, these uh, contractions as, as water, as surges, here's a wave and then it recedes. And so some visualizations that include yourself opening. Yes. I think hypnobirthing talks about a rose, a, blue, a blossoming rose, right? Um, a side note, little TMI side note. We've recently had a couple of kids that have struggled with constipation. And my husband's like, do you think we should pull out the hypnobirthing tracks with the flower <laughs> opening? <laughs> have them work their way through it. Like, uh, we probably just need to eat more vegetables <clears throat> and have them open their mouth. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, they're yelling usually. So I think that's probably not a problem. I like to break up the different phases of labor in my mind when I'm visualizing it as well and give myself different scripts to say to myself through each phase. So for example, the beginning is really exciting, right? There's not a lot of pain. You're just all of a sudden noticing, oh, there's some tightening. Oh, this is labor. Oh, we're getting ready. And so I tell myself things like, I'm so excited for my baby. I am capable and strong. Let's do this, right? And then the middle phase where things get a little bit more intense, you have to start breathing through contractions and, and moving a little bit more. And you can say things like, wow, things are really amping up. So the pressure's increasing. I'm so prepared to use all these tools that I've, that I've gotten in my, in my tool belt. And then the end, you know, right when you think you can't do it anymore, you tell yourself, this is it. In no time, I'll be holding my baby. I've, I was made for this. You know, all of the positive mantras you can come up with to get you through that last home stretch before you get to hold your baby. Those are great mantras. Speaking of mantras, I have a one that I use a lot. And this is through um, my pregnancy. And often whenever those anxiety things come up and I say the words, I have a high pain tolerance because here's the thing. You can't actually feel anyone else's pain. So why not redefine your your pain level, your pain tolerance as high yeah. in comparison to somebody else? Who knows? You can't feel anyone else's pain. We'll never know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you have permission to define your pain tolerance as high. And I used to would say that all the time to myself whenever those anxiety thoughts about pain would come up. I have a high pain tolerance. Doesn't I, lo I, I love that. Tolerance. Yeah. And just goes so far to show you how much your thoughts will um, either help or hinder you in that moment. Right. You've told yourself, this is who I am and I, and I can do this because I have a high pain tolerance. Bring it on. <laughs> um, another one that I um, mentioned briefly before was I am built for this. I love that one. I am built for this. I was designed for this and I cannot wait to do the work necessary to meet my baby because there will come a time and it may be a little bit <laughs> alarming to realize oh, I have this really large belly and there's a baby in there and there's only one way out and I have to do the work to get there. And you're like, oh shoot, especially if you've done it before. Oh boy. All right. But with adequate pre preparation and, and good thought processes, 
you can be fully prepared standing there going, yeah, I've done the work. I'm ready. Let's do it. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think if you look in the right places, you can find statistics on how many women's hips are actually too small to birth the babies that are inside of them. And it's such, such a tiny increment of women. Like your body won't make a baby that's too big for you to deliver because it would kill you. <laughs> yes. I mean, before doctors and, the, and hospitals and all that, it would kill you. Right. So your body won't that would be the end that. of your line. So it would not make sense for biology <laughs> to allow you to. Yeah. Yeah. And thank and thank goodness. I just have to say, I had a C section. Thank goodness for modern medicine. There are emergencies. Um, I will also say, I'm not 100 convinced now, knowing what I know that mine was an emergency, but that's a different conversation. I will just say that thank goodness for all these medical interventions when necessary. I will also mention I wanted to loop back at that I um, said earlier on that my last baby, I did end up with an epidural on. And this is just another reminder that how you choose to birth your baby does not define you. And it doesn't make you a a better or worse person if you choose to feel the pain or if you don't. At that time in my life, that is what I felt that I, that I needed. And it was a wonderful, beautiful experience. And I'm so grateful for it. So that is our, our side note to say, if you want this, you can do it. You are 100% capable. And if you don't, that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to loop back to what we were talking about, about um, birthing big babies. So I have had some enormously large babies. <laughs> and I'm not like, um, I, I don't think I'm a huge person myself, but um, to have babies with the head circumference and the amount of weight that I've had, um, actually when, when our second was born, um, he was 10 pounds, six ounces. And we, he was born and he unfolded and we all looked at him and we said, um, there's no way this just came out of me because it was so huge. And the midwife said something to the effect of, yeah, probably you would have been told that, you know, by a doctor that you weren't, you wouldn't have been able to birth this, but you did. Look, mm-hmm. you did. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just believe in yourself. Yeah. Love that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The last tip, and we have some homework for you if you are um, getting closer, wanting to look more into this is follow women who believe in pain-free birth or natural birth or unmedicated birth. If this is something you're interested in, um, again, going back to the surround yourself with women who have birthed, but follow women who believe this and who are educating other women about this. So we're gonna link some in the show notes. Um, Two I thought of was um, pain-free birth and uh, the birth hour. Um, That's a podcast also. And these women post women giving birth every day on on Instagram. It's beautiful, natural births. Um, And I know this pain-free birth lady has an actual course that she teaches women how to probably do all these things that we've just talked about on um, getting yourself more toward a pain-free birth. Because you are going to have a lot of people who tell you their horror stories and tell you their pain stories and kind of induce this anxiety in you. And so you have to make an effort to find the women who Mm -hmm. um, will help and educate and inspire you for the more pain-free natural side of things. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Two other accounts I like to follow are Home Sweet Home Birth. She is a a really fun midwife and does some little dance reels every now and again, um, who talks a lot about, you know, managing pain and these more natural birth scenarios. And then um, the Birth Story Podcast, another really awesome podcast and account you can follow on Instagram. One tip that I forgot to mention earlier is this. We talk a lot about home birth because that's one of our favorites. Well, Audrey's favorite, obviously, the only one she's done, (laughs) Um, and probably my favorite way of giving birth. But I will say that if that 
that's not in your plan and you plan to give birth at a hospital, um, do some research into what is allowed at the hospital, what your um, doctor recommends, and um, some good pain uh, coping strategies. So for example, you might have all the plans in the world to give birth in water and you show up at the hospital and they say, sorry, we don't do that. And then your major plan for, for coping with pain is gone. So really be educated. And, and that might even lead you to changing providers. You might even decide, no, I want to go to a birth center or stay at home instead because they're not allowing me to give birth squatting, which is really uncommon in a hospital. You're almost always on, flat on your back, which is a really uncomfortable way to give birth. So just be aware of that. Um, educate yourself on what is allowed and what isn't at your birth venue so that you um, know what you can do and prepare accordingly. Uncomfortable and unnatural. Things don't. Yeah. You actually gravity, close up laying on your yeah. back. So gravity yeah, is not, not going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we hope this podcast and our excitement about this topic have really helped you and inspired you. If you personally are um, done giving birth or not, uh, you know, not interested in this, would you share this episode with somebody who might be or somebody who is? I think that it's a responsibility of us women to change, to destigmatize the birth and to change the whole story, negative story that surrounds birth. Because ladies, we were created for this. We can do this and, and, and we can make it beautiful. And let's do that for each other, for our children, for their children, and for everyone we know. Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode. Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. The girls on his team to each visualize 53 foot, three, free throws, 53 free throws, 53 free throws. Say that three times without messing up.